She's on the money. She's on the money. <laughs> Welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. Paying tax, as Victoria Devine often says, is a privilege here in Australia. But despite its importance and its necessity, I think we'd all probably be lying if we said it. we didn't groan a little bit each week when the tax man does dip his little fingers into our hard-earned cash and take a good portion away. Am I right, V? All right, well, that's not exactly how it works, but yes, <laughs> carry on. But what if there was a legal rigidage way of decreasing the amount of tax we pay by packaging our salaries? Now, that is a rigidage way of decreasing the amount of tax you pay. And it's a real thing. So it's called salary packaging. Makes sense. And joining me to get to the bottom of it all is financial advisor, Victoria Devine. Victoria, let's dive in head first. Salary packaging is a very hot topic in our community and I do have a lot of questions to get to today. But to start us off, what actually is it? I like this topic because it has been requested so many times. The community literally goes wild for salary packaging questions and what they can and can't package. But also, I think it's important to point out that if this isn't available to you, that's okay. Like often this is only available to government workers and healthcare workers and certain professions. So if it's available to you, well done. This episode is for you, if not interesting to know about, but also it definitely isn't something that every single employer does. But if you don't have salary packaging and you would love to have it, every employer in Australia is going to hate me now. Have a chat to your employer and just see if they can do anything about it, if that is something that is of value to you. Mm-hmm. So to jump straight in, which I think is the only way to jump in, you can't dive <laughs> backwards, but salary packaging is often known as salary sacrificing and it's basically a way of paying less tax by receiving a portion of your pre-tax income in the form of different benefits like devices or cars or superannuation contributions. As we know in Australia, the lower your income, the less tax you pay, which is a bit of a money win, but kind of in a backwards way. <laughs> and salary packaging is a way of legally paying less tax while still being on the same salary as you were before. But instead of only income, you've lowered your income plus benefits, which is kind of cool. The typical way that we think about our expenses would be to pay for them once we receive our income into our bank accounts and once tax has been removed from that income. But salary packaging actually means that you can cover some of your expenses like your mortgage or your rent or a new car, if you listened to that episode a couple of weeks ago, by using your pre-tax income income, which may leave you with more disposable income each week to work with, which Mm. kind of sounds like a dream. It does sound like a dream. So how does this actually work with your employer? Do you just sit down and have the chat with them or is it only some workplaces that offer this? look, mate, I want salary packaging and then you get it. No, that's absolutely not how it happens. Most larger workplaces will work with you to establish a salary packaging plan as long as it works for both parties. And you can easily check with your employer by having a conversation with your HR department but smaller businesses might not offer this so honestly it's best case scenario like check see if they do but it is a bit of a hassle and it can be a bit of a muck around for smaller businesses so please don't slave over your employer if they don't offer it and I feel like it's completely reasonable to not if it is fantastic it's a benefit of your employment so all businesses are different and some may only offer some benefits so some might say yep cool you can make additional super contributions but you're not allowed to salary package 
car or your phone or your laptop or whatever. Right. And at the end of the day, it's actually an arrangement agreed upon by you and your employer generally before you start working. So it's not usually set out halfway through your employment, but, mm-hmm. you know, we can always renegotiate. We've listened to the Renegotiate Your Salary podcast before, and if you haven't, go back and listen to them. But once it's established, a set amount of your pre-tax salary will be taken and then allocated to your chosen benefit for the course of whatever time period that you've both agreed to. Now, you don't necessarily have to do it before starting a new workplace. It's just best practice. But once you've established that package and what it can look like, the benefits will come from all future work rather than you getting to claim an accrued leave payment, et cetera. Yeah, so that's if you've already started working in a place and you're like, oh, salary packaging sounds, sounds nifty. Good. I've yeah. got four weeks leave. I want to turn that into a car. That's not a vibe. That's not a vibe. That's not a thing. That's entitlement. Yeah. Stunning. Okay. Different story. So is this a thing that is accessible only for full-timers or can part-timers and casuals get involved so as well? So part-timers can and casuals can in certain circumstances, but they're honestly the best way to work out whether this is applicable to you is to talk to your employer or your HR department. Yeah, because it's going to be different for everyone. Absolutely it is. So you mentioned cars and devices before. What exactly can we ask for and what can we package? Oh, my gosh, there are so many things you can package. You can literally package so much stuff. One, super, great, we're investing for our future. Two, aged care and disability costs for loved ones, so obviously not for you because you're currently working. Mm -hmm. Car parking, childcare, clothing, you can get your income protection insurance, My friends, you can get financial advice, Mm. wild, groceries, health insurance premiums. You can organize holiday accommodation and venue hire, laptops, rates, rents, mortgage, like literally your utilities bills. There are so many things you can salary package. But again, I've just listed off this very attractive list. They're not all available to everybody. It's just different industries and sectors. Speaking of different industries and sectors, I read that the healthcare sector, maybe government sectors get a a better deal here. Can you flesh that out for me? They do get a pretty good deal. Workers in non-profit slash charity and people who work in the public health system, they typically receive the best salary packaging benefits available, which is very nice. And they actually include things like paying your rent and packaging your rent and credit card expenses and mortgages and more. And the reason that that is actually available, apart from being like a really nifty thing to do, is obviously that the government wants to make it really attractive to work in these spaces. Um, So they give a whole heap of other benefits, which at the end of the day, does make it even more attractive to work there. Absolutely. So in your line of biz, Vicky D, do many of your clients opt for salary packaging? A lot common? of them do. Yeah. yeah. It's it's actually very common. Depends on what it is. So I've got a lot of clients who do work in healthcare. I've got doctors and nurses or a few doctors and nurses and some of them salary package. I've got some people who salary package their rent, some mm-hmm. people who salary package just like a food and beverage card, but there's certain rules and regulations. So I know that a couple of them can't get groceries, but they can go dine out at a restaurant. So it's going to be completely dependent on your rules and regulations for your industry and your salary packaging program. So I do apologize that I can't give you specifics. I wish I could, but alas, I cannot. That's why this is a general advice podcast, Georgia. (laughs) But also um, it's going to be just dependent on your employer as to what you can access or not. But the best thing is to literally just ask them and see how much 
advantage you can take of it essentially yeah. like if it is available to you and you can salary sacrifice your rent and you're not my question is why on earth are you not yeah because that kind of makes a lot of sense definitely if you're paying rent anyway I would actually preface this and just say hey cool I get that it sounds really attractive and rah rah but I would only be salary sacrificing sure thing costs. So like rent and, you know, food and beverage costs, because I have seen a couple of people go, oh, like I put heaps on a food and beverage card and now I spend more going out for dinner because they can only spend it yeah, at restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And therefore it's actually not a good financial decision for them, mm-hmm. but it sounded like a good idea at the time because obviously it's tax effective and they feel like, because at the end of the day, if I gave you like a card, George, and said, hey, each each week there's 200 bucks on here and you have to spend it out, you'd feel like it's free money as opposed to Definitely. your income. Yeah. And I think the mentality around that just needs to settle a little bit because we need to be making the right financial decisions for us, not just going, oh, my gosh, I can salary package and get 30% off of whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, yeah, it's not always the best financial decision but if your salary packaging sure thing costs like you're actually paying your mortgage or your rent or your bills or things that actually have to happen great mm-hmm. I also see people slip down a little bit of a slippery slope when they're like oh salary package a brand new car and then they get a more expensive car because they feel like they're getting more value and that's also a slippery slope that I don't want you guys to slide down yes okay no sliding down there um V as I mentioned at the top you often say that paying tax is is a privilege and the more tax we pay it's kind of a good thing can you explain that logic again for anyone who's new to the show and honestly it just makes us feel good yeah (laughs) look it's probably not the most common mindset that exists but at the end of the day it is the baseline and it is not something that was a surprise to you you didn't go and get a job and then find out later that you had to pay tax this has always been the standard and I think that we need to start seeing our take-home pay as our take-home pay and instead of going oh well I earn $65,000 it's like well I get that you earn that but that is not how much you take home and I think we really need to reset this frame of mind that that's what you were owed because it feels a little bit entitled and I know that I'm probably being quite opinionated and potentially rubbing people the wrong way but I feel incredibly lucky to live in Australia like we have so many privileges that are afforded to not many people across the rest of the world we live in this beautiful country we have beautiful services and incredible healthcare that we have access to for free we have roads that are safe to drive on we have police that look after us like I know that a lot of people are going to be like oh it's tax like it's stooged like I get that frame of mind but at the end of the day tax isn't going anywhere and I think what we need to do is shift our mindsets to one of being grateful rather than being expectant that you know people owe you something like Mm. we are so lucky to live in this country and to have such a beautiful lifestyle and at the same time a lot of us might have experienced poverty or disadvantage or you know so much growing up but not ever in comparison to what happens overseas Mm. like there is no support system in a lot of other countries and I think that you know I just feel very lucky to be paying taxes and the more tax you pay back to your question Georgia just means the more you're earning yeah that's something you should be grateful for too like the higher your taxable income the better your lifestyle arguably and the more money that's actually coming into your back pocket and I think that the tax system tries to be really fair and I know that there are a lot of things that a lot of people don't agree with and please don't get me wrong there are a lot of things that I don't love about it but I do think that we you know live in a country where 
we just need to be really grateful for it. And I think that if we can shift our mindset, it actually helps us better than anybody else. Like we're not here going, oh my gosh, ATO, I'm so grateful for you. (laughs) Like no one's going to say that, but like I just feel very lucky to be in a situation where I do earn money and I can give back to my community and my society. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, it's We're just lucky, G. Yeah, no, that's a very good reminder. Now, we will be back after a very short break to chat super, fringe benefit tax, and also the potential pitfalls of salary packaging, my friends. So please don't go anywhere. That sounds riveting. Again, friends, we are back. Surprise, it's us. Surprise. Uh, if you guys are loving the podcast today. Which obviously you should be. Obviously, you're very welcome. Um, don't forget that the podcast isn't the only place you can find us. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. We've got a newsletter. How many people are in the Facebook group now? 150,000 people. Get out of town. It's insane. How Mate, lucky are I we? I feel like it was like two months ago that you did that little photo shoot with 100,000 Useless. Useless. Fruitless photo shoot. Yeah. Because it didn't get to ride <laughs> out the wave. Redundant. <laughs> Put it in the bin. <laughs> was cute though. Okay. It, was, it was cute. Thank you. Um, so join us there, guys. If you're not there already, but moving back into the show, V chat and salary packaging today. Uh, So superannuation and its importance is something we do talk about a lot at She's on the Money because we are all about putting future you first. Yes, queen. So how can we use salary packaging to our benefit in that sense? All right. So salary sacrificing into super, it's a mouthful to spit (laughs) out, but it is definitely something to consider if you are trying to reduce your taxable income at the same time as trying to increase your retirement income. Mm -hmm. Genius, right? But also, obviously, only if this works for you personally. An example of how this works would be, let's just say, for example, you earn $70,000 per year before tax. You could opt to put $10,000 of that into super and you'll then only pay income tax on $60,000. Huge. Which means your income would be reduced to $60,000. But the benefit is you're paying less tax and your super contributions are still taxed at 15% instead of 32.5%, which the average income earner would be paying anyway, which I think is kind of attractive. So to preface that, any contribution you make to superannuation up to that $25,000 superannuation cap is going to be taxed at 15%. So you can actually claim that later. So say you got that, and this is just me going on a sidetrack just to make sure that there's no confusion. So say you got extra money in your account and you're like, oh, actually, I wish I'd put that into super. You can, you can just transfer it over. And a couple mm. of weeks ago, and this isn't sponsored again, we we're talking about BPAY and being able to BPAY additional super contributions into your superannuation fund, which is kind of handy, but you can then claim it at tax time and get that difference between that 15% and that 32.5% back oh so that's what happens at tax time so that you end up in a good financial position which is a bit of a money win I think huge money win what's the $25,000 cap is that per year so that's per year look I will go into it in more detail on more super specific episodes which I know you guys have been asking for so let's get to them at some point but essentially you can contribute up to $25,000 per year and make use of that 15% tax guarantee do you do that I don't do that why don't you contribute that 25k to Super B? 
Uh, because I'm poor. No, that's absolutely <laughs> not the answer. So the reason I don't is because one, I don't, I just don't have that free cash flow at this point in my life. Yep. I wish I did. But also at the moment, my focus is on creating an investment portfolio outside superannuation because I want to retire before 65. So as much as we talk about super being really, really great, and it is honestly the closest thing that we have in Australia to a tax haven, which is our money win. And it is really great. I don't want to put my money in there yet because I can't access it until I'm 65. So I'm definitely contributing to super, but at the rate that my income is at, which is relatively low at this point in time, if I'm brutally honest, because I keep putting all my money back into She's on the Money to watch it grow. Yeah. But... I think it's really important to note that I don't do that, but that's a personal choice. And I'm happy to share that purely because I want you guys to know that even though these super attractive benefits exist, not everyone is making use of them for whatever reason that makes the most sense to them. Gotcha. That makes sense. But if you want to be contributing more to super and you see that as a really great way, like salary sacrificing is a fantastic way to make use of that. It is definitely something I want you to know and want you to know you have access to so that if it does work for you, you can use it. Because I would hate to think that you get to, you know, 20 or 30 years down the track and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I could do that. I wish I could have done that. Mm -hmm. And then I would be silly for not having shared it with you. Mm -hmm. 100%. 100%. Exactly. Now, fringe benefit tax B is something FBT. that... FBT. FBT. It came up a lot on my Google searches as... Is it because you were Googling fringe benefit tax? I was Googling salary packaging. Right. Quite yes. a few times. Um, so what what is FBT? So fringe benefit tax is paid by employers on some benefits that they provide to their employees. So it's completely separate from your personal income tax and the amount the employer will need to pay is calculated on the taxable value of the fringe benefit. Mm -hmm. So they need to pay a tax on the benefit that you get, which is why a lot of employers are like, oh, I don't really know if I am that keen on this benefit because doesn't benefit me as well as you. Mm -hmm. But businesses who are providing fringe benefits can usually claim an income tax deduction on the cost and their FBT that they pay. So usually they can also claim GST credits too. So I'm not saying it doesn't equal out in the end, but there's just more drama associated with it in a way. Okay. Now, according to the ATO's website, which I just had a look up because obviously I know what FBT is off the top of my head, but like, let's get super specific. But examples of fringe benefits include allowing an employee to use a work car for private purposes, giving an employee a discounted loan, paying an employee's gym membership, providing entertainment by way of free tickets to concerts or music mm. festivals, et cetera, which would be nice. Sorry, G, I haven't, <laughs> haven't hit that up for you. Or reimbursing expenses incurred by employees such as school fees or giving benefits under a salary sacrifice arrangement with an employee. So that would just cover everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. The following things which are not fringe benefits though are salaries and wages, Share purchases under approved employee share acquisition schemes, employee contributions to complying super funds, employment termination payments, payments for the amount deemed to be dividends under Div 7A, which you guys are just going to go, what? Div 7A. Yeah, so it's Division 7A, which is a tax um, law, but we're not going to get into that because I just don't think you guys actually care too much. Like I've, I've found this <laughs> stuff and now you know what I want you to take from this. Uh, if you want to sound smart, you'll be like, okay, well, a fringe benefit tax, it's not Division 7A, Victoria. <laughs> and if you say that to an accountant, they'll be like, oh, she knows Div yeah, 7A. She must be a serious accountant. <laughs> Okay, so a question for you, V. Yeah, I love questions. From an employer perspective, yes, is sir. salary packaging 
a little bit of a nightmare or is it a good way of like paying your employees less sort of? Like uh, what's, no, no, the, no. what's the vibe? Look, I think it's a good thing and I think it's one of the things that can actually help make your place of employment a little bit more attractive because mm. there's more benefits involved and often they don't actually take up too much more time or energy or money to implement. But in saying that, every, everybody's different and some people might not see the value of them but also some people might not be able to implement them as easily as others. So it's going to be different for everybody. Gotcha. So V, what about from a personal perspective, from an employee's perspective, what are the downfalls of salary packaging? Because I feel like if it was flawless, we'd all be doing it and we'd all know what it was before listening to this episode. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people do think it is this flawless plan to create wealth and get a better car. And I think the main limitation of salary sacrificing that I really want you guys to remember is that first salary sacrificing can sometimes sway us into upgrading things that we don't need to upgrade. So we were talking about this before, like, do you really need a new car or do you just like the idea that you can get a new car? Yeah. And sometimes understanding if it's actually worth lowering our salary for a new car if we bought one two years ago might not work but then I think you need to remember as well that these benefits aren't free it's not oh hey cool I can add this to my income and my income will increase and that's not it at all you're still ending up paying for them you're just making a sacrifice so you're choosing that benefit over having extra cash in your account each week or month or year and Secondly, I want you to be really pragmatic and I know how negative this might sound. And obviously I'm negative Nancy on this podcast, but I want us all to be able to stay afloat if things changed and we lost our jobs or took a pay cut. So would you still be able to make those repayments on that car if you didn't have an mm. income anymore? Yeah. And I think that we need to prioritize future us, right? Like if you're looking at salary packaging and you're like, oh my gosh, I'd love to salary package, you know, some food and beverage, like great, fantastic. But can you tell me if you have an emergency account first Mm -hmm. like can we make sure that future us is financially stable and okay before we make decisions that are a little bit more swayed to lifestyle because if you do not have your emergency account set up yet I'd be doing that and then I'd be considering any benefits that we can add to that gotcha so According to the big woman, Vicky D herself. That's such a beautiful name, honestly. <laughs> Growing up, I was always like, one day people are going to refer <laughs> to me as Vicky D. Has anyone ever called you that until this point? Uh, yeah. yeah oh, I got it a little bit a at school. Thing. No, it was, oh. it was gross. I used to crack it. And now I've just given up. I've just laid down, let it happen, get, let you guys walk all over me. I uh, love you, girl. Um, so according to you then, Victoria Devine, is salary packaging as good as it sounds and is it something we should be looking at? Yeah, absolutely. Have a look at it. Make sure it works for you. If your place of employment offers it and you're not making use of it, have a look at that. Like it's kind of a no-brainer for the things that are fixed costs that you are paying. And I mean, if you can get your rent on salary packaging, money wins. Yeah, that's, But that's if you're nice. looking at it for a new car that maybe you don't need or you're looking at it to add a whole heap of money to a food and beverage car that you can't buy groceries with, and can only go out to restaurants like I would have a look at it I'm not saying it's a bad idea I would just make sure that you're making the right money decision for your life beautiful uh so if we do want to look at salary packaging where do we start 
you start by annoying your employer. I'm mm-hmm. saying, hey, matey, I was just wondering <laughs> what are my options here? Obviously go to HR if you've got a HR department because they are in charge of all of the salary packaging plans and then just weigh up the pros and cons. Don't opt for it if you don't need the benefit or would need the money more than that. And if you're still not sure, have a chat with your accountant or a financial advisor for a little bit more tailored information. Simply stunning. All right. So to wrap up today's show, salary packaging is basically a really neat way of paying less tax by opting to take some of our salary in the form of benefits. It is indeed. Not all workplaces will offer it, but lots of the larger corporations will. So it's definitely worth chatting to your place of employment to see what could be possible for you if you're thinking it could be an option. Yes, and finally, it can be a really great way of bumping up your super if Handy. that's your thing. But Vicky D, sorry, that just slid out. I think that is all we have time for today. I would like you to refer to me as Victoria Catherine Devine <laughs> from here on in. Catherine, Kathy. Oh, no. Kathy D. <laughs> all right. I, I wish I never <laughs> said that. So we're just going to head off. But before we head off, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respects to Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways and the skies all across Australia. We thank you for sharing and for caring on the land which we are able to learn. We pay our respects to elders past and present and we share our friendship and our kindness. Don't forget, guys, that the advice shared on She's on the Money is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or a financial decision. And we promise Victoria Cathy Devine is an authorised representative (laughs) of Australia Pacific Funds Management, Proprietary Limited, ABN 34132 AFSL 3390151. And a big thank you to Orion John and the engineering team for putting it all together. The engineering team. Choo choo. Well, they are technically sound engineers. They like, are. that's a thing that sounds more legit than <laughs> podcasters. <laughs> But we would love it if you guys joined our Facebook group where literally more than 150,000 of you share your money tips and tricks every single day free of judgment. Search She's on the Money on Facebook and join us. If Facebook's not your thing, find us on Instagram. We're at She's on the Money AUS. And subtle plug, do not forget to buy my book for 25% off on Booktopia today via the link in our show notes. We'll see you on Friday, guys. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye.